This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash starwarsreport. Let's do the show, folks! Gum, gum, gum! And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report! Star Wars Report! Woo! Star Wars Report! The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic! Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. And I was just noticing, man, the guy in that intro kind of sounds like Steve Sansweet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it, he does. Who is that, Bruce? Hi, Bruce, by the way. Welcome to the Star Wars Report. Hey, I think I was clearing my throat even during the intro. Um, I, because I have a, uh, come off a flu. Oh, we can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, the guy... He's good. Is, is he going to make it? Will Bruce no. make it? <laughs> no, the guy at the beginning of the intro is a guy that I work with. He, oh, um, nice. I, one reason I used him is because he used to be an actor. He, he doesn't really do that anymore. He, actually, he used to be on a soap opera, which was uh, Young and the Restless, I think it was. I can't remember now. No. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, he used to be on a soap opera back in the day. Oh. And I thought, oh, I need somebody to do this intro. I was like, oh, I know that guy I work with. You're, you're, <laughs> so you're not, it's not, in fact, Steve Sansweet is what it's you're saying. It's not San- oh, Steve okay. Sansweet. Right. I asked him, yeah. but he said no. Uh, yeah, well, fair enough, fair enough. Well, hey, hey, welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. We're in the, um, the aftermath, the hangover, if you will, from Star Wars Celebration. And we really covered like the big panels as they happened here on the podcast. But, however... Oh. We really didn't get that much perspective of what it was like actually at Celebration. And so we're going to get Bruce. Uh, Bruce Gibson's going to walk us through the experience, as well as coming up later in the program, uh, Christy Morris is joining us to talk about Celebration. And after that, we're getting a special take on the um, Rise of Skywalker trailer, but the music of the Rise of Skywalker trailer with none other than Star Wars composer extraordinaire Ryan Shore. He's the composer of uh, Galaxy of Adventures and Forces of Destiny. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing his perspective and getting some insight on composing music for Star Wars television and his opinion on the music in uh, the Galaxy... Uh, Galaxy... In the, in the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Specifically, there's a, there's a, few, there's a few Easter eggs in there if you're paying attention. Uh, to that part of the trailer. So we'll get into that later in the program. But first, we do have a little bit of news. We have something to report. The closer I have the news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. Let's start with Galaxy's Edge. We have another update as of this morning as we record. Uh, <laughs> very relevant information for me specifically oh well then it's so it's very important to talk about (laughs) on the show uh but no i've pulled this article this is straight for and guys as always we have the links to everything we talk about in the show notes at starwarsreport.com disneyland has strict time slots for star wars land guests think you can enjoy all of galaxy's edge in uno dos tres cuatro hours four hours people it's official they're doing time slots for the reservations reservations just opened up for those of uh those who were uh booked at a uh 
resort is kind of a there's a whole kerfuffle around it we won't get into the details but for those of the those people like myself and aaron goins uh who booked a a stay at disneyland uh, at uh, one of the resorts we got our assigned time our time slot our precious four hours at galaxy's edge and then as you're listening to this podcast today i believe it's wednesday i I shouldn't misquote uh Where, where where is it uh it's may 2nd no that's when it starts dang it it's in the article somewhere i'm trying to find it bruce i'll find it eventually i'll have to look in the article but basically they the time slots are four hours and then coming i think it's this wednesday i'm going off the top of my head but um the day this podcast comes out is the day that you can actually go online and get reservations to to go attend during the days between may 31st and June 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't see a date in here. Yeah, the date's out there s- somewhere. It's, it's out not in there. This, uh, Everyone just look for it. You'll yeah. find it <laughs> if you're that interested. You'll if, know. If you, I guess it's a very specific. If you're going to Disneyland in those specific dates, <laughs> then you need to get this reservation. And again, this is a, a crowd control uh, measurement. And this is a first for Disney. They've nev- they did time slots um, uh, for... <laughs> What was it? The Pandora World of Avatar. Oh, that. Yeah. At uh, Animal Kingdom. And if I had Scott Riff, he knows off the top of his head. But they did it, but it was much less. It certainly wasn't four hours. And it certainly wasn't for the entirety. And you didn't have to get a reservation. You just had a certain amount of time you had to get out of there. They, they They were doing it. So they're a very strict reservation system. And again, very economical choice to make sure people are uh, staying at a... um, disney hotel to get it that's it's a brilliant idea i can't believe they're not doing this in orlando but they're not doing it in orlando and you're going to be there so so we have our reservation i'll be there the weekend of may 15th in fact that saturday morning at 8 a.m is when our four-hour slot begins so we'll be the first people in the park that day which is nice yeah and it won't be too hot uh hopefully (laughs) fingers crossed um but yeah i super excited now you're going to be there just a few weeks later right bruce I am. I'll be there the first week of July, like July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, ah, like these days. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like because they don't have the reservation system. So, I don't know if it's just going to, you know, since it'll be open to anybody, if it's going to be crazy nuts, if I can even get in. I've even told my daughters, it's like, look, we're going to go in there, but I can't guarantee we'll get on any rides and I don't know how crowded it's going to be, but at least we'll get a chance to at least maybe see it. But since we're there on a weekday, maybe that will help, but it's still summer, so school's mm. out. So yeah. uh, I don't know. We'll see. It'll, it will be better on a weekday. That is going to help. But yeah. probably and we not typically go in the Scott Scott Rifen way. You know, first thing in the morning, be there when the gates open, go straight there, okay. you know, and we'll do all that. Nice, nice. I love. It. Wait, so who else gonna go? Who all do you know? Go? Is this a work conference? What's taking you to California? No, this is my uh, daughter won a school that's competition. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's a national, so it's the four of us, the family. Oh, going. nice. Yeah, well, I'll be really interested to see what um, what the review is uh, from you yeah. as well for the family experience. Well, their big thing is because we were just at Disneyland last summer and they kept wanting to get on the Pinocchio ride, but it kept failing every time they'd show up. And they're like, this time we're going to get on it. So the priority (laughs) is the Pinocchio ride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Well, uh, so we also have one other uh, piece of news that I wanted to highlight before we dig into the celebration aftermath. And that 
is the something that we briefly mentioned in the main shows last week because of this um oh, well Kathleen Kennedy I and, to those. and Bob Iger uh, have now both talked about Star Wars movies going on hiatus after uh-huh. episode 9 and here's the quote from Bob Iger he's he's quote we have not announced any specific plans for movies thereafter he told Bloomberg in an interview uh, there are movies in development, but we have not announced them. We will take a pause, some time, and reset because the Skywalker saga comes to an end with the ninth movie. There will be other Star Wars movies, but there will be a bit of a hiatus. He uses the actual word, the H word, hiatus. And um, so, and again, like they haven't really announced specific projects, but they have officially announced the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the Benny Hoff and Weiss series. But they don't know. We don't know what they are. So it kind of goes against. You're like, well, we haven't announced anything. Well, yes, you have. You've announced that these guys are working on something, but they just haven't announced specifically what it is. And then this kind of gets into how Bob Iger, Bruce has been. Uh, well, and I feel like they have in general. They're putting the focus on television after Episode Nine, the Mandalorian launch, Clone Wars, and then qu- thereafter next year the launch of the, uh, which I feel like we already forgot about. Um. But uh, the, the the series, the, uh, why am I blanking? Cassie what and Andor. Cassie and Andor yeah, series. Yeah, Cassie and Andor series. Uh, yeah. yeah well, that's weird because we, we haven't really heard anything more about it. We just heard that we're getting one and that's been it. And nothing was even said at Celebration about it. Huh. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear a thing about it outside of people just like in the hallway talking and wondering about it. But nothing was ever said on stage. And of course, yeah, we heard about Clone Wars coming back and the Mandalorian and all these other things, you know, that may be coming to Disney plus, but nothing was mentioned about the Cassian Endor series. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So still too early. And you know, this is the thing I, I'm telling you people do what I do because life will be much happier for you. You don't get excited for these things until they say action and start filming. Cause it's like, I hear, Oh, Cassian Endor series. Okay, great. Like I want that, but you never know. It could get canceled or it gets delayed and never happens. And then you get your hopes all built up. I just like, until they actually say they're filming, I'm like, oh, then we're actually getting this. Great. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I, but uh, so, and the way, reason I was even reminded of that was a tweet from Luke, the Lucasfilm PR dude, Chris Argopoulos. And he was just like, and reminder, guys, um, the, we, we, I know we didn't talk about it much, but remember this whole series is coming out. Which, yeah. um, which I thought was interesting that he was just kind of highlighting it. I guess it's far enough away well, that they weren't. weren't we, it could we get did muddy. Get confirmation. I'm sorry. Early, like b- right before celebration, there was confirmation about Alan Tudyk coming back as K2SO. Oh, that's right. So we did. I guess we did get something. So some development little. there, and yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah. So, so that. So that's and, encouraging. Yeah, and I love, and you know, my probably my favorite character from Rogue One is K2SO. So very excited that that he's a part of that and honestly that makes me much more excited for the for the process so it's gonna those be are called kind of, k2 and friends <laughs> exactly um hey don't for so so those are kind of the headlines like there's a, some other fallout and stuff um and developments but let's get into the star wars celebration breakdown as bruce you're gonna give us your in-depth review of the experience Hello. in chicago you're listening to the Star Wars Report. Never tell me the odds. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, getting ready to get into our Star Wars celebration segment. And uh, let's bring her in right now. 
Welcome to the program. Welcome back to the program. And welcome back from Chicago. Uh, it's Christy Morris. What's up, Christy? Hi. Hi, hi. Howdy. Hey, howdy. Hey, uh, that was very Texas of me. <laughs> I just realized. I was just like, howdy, howdy. Well, how y'all doing? Um, no, it's uh, so Star Wars Celebration. It was a thing. Did you catch the con crud? Is my first I question. Did. Everybody. Good. Good Lord, people. And I used antibacterial the entire trip religiously. But. So did I. And I still got sick. Mm, good grief. All right, so so give me, I, I don't really even know where to begin, because we've talked about all the sort of big panels and trailers and clips and all that. So what did I miss? Uh, just make, make the FOMO even more, even harsher. Pour salt on the wound. What did I miss by not being there in person? Uh, <laughs> I want to hear all about the, the y'all's favorite stuff that we probably didn't notice, those of us who are following along on the live stream or on Twitter. Yeah, so I, I would say the number one reason for uh, people to be there in person this year was for people meetups. Like, ah. I mean, it just felt like the year of meeting all the people you've always talked to online but never met in person till this time. And uh, there was a huge Star Wars podcaster meetup in the Hyatt Bar, ah. and I think it lasted all night long. All night long. Uh, so. So I, I'd heard some of this. I, this is like the place to be for podcasters, right? It was like everybody. Yeah, um, I saw um, Chris Salton from Brews and Blasters. Oh, nice, nice. Collector's Hut and his wife. Uh, Coffee with Kenobi was there. Oh, Fan yep. Girls Going Rogue was there. Sky Talkers were there. God, Bruce, help me out. Uh, well, of course, Ion Cannon yeah. and Matt from Aggressive Negotiations was there. Love it. There were just a lot of people there. Or was there? <laughs> so did, was this? Uh, so did listeners show up too, or was it all just sort of like a podcast, uh, podcasters only type thing? No, it was both listeners and podcasters. Oh, so it was a, a great networking opportunity for podcasters, but also for people that always wanted to meet the podcasts that they listen to. That's awesome. Yeah. What, so, no one listens to us. Yeah. Well, you know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce and I were there representing. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Well, uh, so, because Bruce was lamenting how he's not famous enough in the pre-show that you can listen to at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Well, no. Bruce, you're famous. <laughs> Bruce is, Bruce is more famous. Way. Bruce is more famous than I am because of his tweet. We didn't even talk about that. That's uh, the breaking right? news. Crazy. Uh, so this also happened at Celebration, so I guess it's worth bringing up here. This is very. This is like the most tooting our own horn effort to talk about it on the show, but Bruce, you took this picture. Well, walk me through what happened. Where, where, when did you take this picture, and and when did you post it? And just walk us through what happened on our Twitter this week. I think I I think I took the picture. I oh, you know what it was? I took the picture Monday morning because was I was on my way to do the improv show. Okay. Uh, whose line is it, Alderan? And I was heading that way, and I came down the escalator, and there were all these rays all lined up and doing the snap. And I saw some people like taking pictures and stuff. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, but I'm in a hurry because I have to get to the improv stage. And I just stopped, took a picture, and went on my way. And I thought, oh, I'll have to. I'll tweet that later. Well, I never tweeted it later and then the next morning which is the last day i'm heading to the airport i'm in the taxi cab and i'm just like look on my phone i was like oh yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know it's too late probably well no well, i'll just tweet it out anyway and and next thing i know it it's like thirteen thousand likes and several thousand retweets and ryan johnson's saying yes yeah, so, so cool and then he retweets it and <laughs> 
I know. I, I, crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it now. Um, <laughs> it is by far most liked and most retweeted because, and we really took off because Ryan Johnson commented on it twice, and that really blew up our mentions. And like at a point, like I woke up that morning and there, I had a notification from Twitter itself, like the gods of Twitter, and it says, "We've noticed you've gotten a more. You, you have officially tra- transcended the threshold of responses that you would be able to read. Would you like us to help curate the?" the at replies for star wars report and went why and i went why why would i and so i left all the notifications on so my phone was just going for like 48 (laughs) hours yeah here it is we would love seeing all the rays hashtag sw celebration as multiple mirror images in star wars again i'm not the greatest caption bruce i'm not gonna lie i've seen better twitter like i said i wasn't even putting any (laughs) real effort into it so we cross is two two 2,600 plus retweets and 13,000 likes. Yes. Um, and Ryan Johnson tweeted, oh, snap. Yes. Get it? Uh-huh. And he got 19,000 likes and over 2,000 Well, yeah, but retweets. he has a gajillion followers. So, Bruce, yes. I'm, you're famous. Like uh, Stephen Stanton was commenting on it and Matt Martin from Lucasfilm was commenting on it and all kinds I of people. It was like, all yeah, they were, they were super. We, we got to talk to Matt Martin. Oh, nice. oh yeah, nice. nice nice how is he he's always he's always been super nice to us even way back in the day when we first started <clears throat> he was nice i mean yeah i mean we it was one of those things they were actually tearing down the exhibit hall and we were heading oh, out that's Everybody's like my favorite time up. you know the saddest yeah. thing i about this whole missing the convention is not is, is is not being able to hang out with you guys the second most saddest thing is i don't have a vlog of it <laughs> this one makes it really sad uh, Oh, well, I did try to take several videos and post them uh, on my page as well as the Star Wars Report Twitter. Oh, good. Yeah, you know, actually, and, and and also just big thank you to both of you guys for posting all kinds of, like like the the video that uh, I don't know if it was you or Bruce that tweeted the Mandalorian sneak peek. Um, oh, it was me. Yeah, no, that that got a bunch of views too. Um, like a, more than a thousand views and a bunch of stuff. So like th- you guys really did a great job. If you guys want to kind of relive, you can scroll back through at Star Wars Report on Twitter and you can see a lot of the tweets and pictures and stuff from Bruce and Christy. So we appreciate uh, you guys looping us in. I wanted to do a lot. I, I, the first day when I got there, I did a Facebook Live and I was like, oh, I'm going to do these all the time. But they, <laughs> the Wi-Fi there was pretty good. But anytime I would try to do something like uh, Facebook Live, it would just not load. It would just yeah. keep running, loading. And I was like, and I yeah. gave up after a while. Yeah. It was to get the internet to work. Well, uh, and yeah. too, I mean, as you know, Riley, when you're there, you're constantly running from one thing to the next, sometimes not eating oh. breakfast or lunch. Yep. <laughs> I think that's why we're sick. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Because yeah. it is. It's like you get there, and especially with your group of people, and, and all of a sudden somebody's like, well, we got to be at the sun, and then you're running, you know, and, and coordinating, and then you get there, and then all of a sudden the panel's over, and you're like, well, that was great. Then somebody goes, hey, guys, we got to get over to the and then off you go, and you're like, I'm hungry. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm thirsty. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, wow. Christy, on which day was that? That was the, was it the episode? No, it was the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You didn't have your coffee that morning. Oh, uh, yeah. And oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. Like three hours. I need my coffee. I need my coffee. I'm they don't even serve coffee in here. Today, I haven't had coffee. Uh, was <laughs> it Michael or like, you that was tweeting about so, <laughs> that, that they don't like, have I'm, it? Why does she keep going on about the coffee? <laughs> okay, here's what they did. So if people weren't there, here's what here's what to know. They had security checking bags every time you went into Wind Trust Arena or into any of the convention center entrances. Yeah. And 
for the arena itself, you could not bring in any outside drinks. So if you were holding coffee, they made you throw it away. Oh, no. If you were holding no. or anything else, you had to chug it or no. throw it away. And then it's when you got inside, the TSA. you had to something else. Oh. And they didn't sell coffee once you got in. And here, this is what's funny. That panel started at 11, so we're in there like at 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. They're not, they don't sell coffee in there, but they sell beer. <laughs> so so you help yourself. Blue moon, but no coffee. That's 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 a tra- that's a travesty right there. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. So what day? So you guys would. What was your typical? So was it like one or two panels each day for you guys, or um, like what was your typical? Oh, it was more than that. I mean, we go to the main panels yeah. on most of the days, and then afterwards, yeah. I mean, we were running to at least another two or three after that. At any least. any non-main panels or maybe ones that weren't streamed that you guys liked a lot. I actually caught. I've watched most of the panels they streamed. Not all of them, but most of them um and I'll, I'll actually kick this off while you guys think about like maybe which one's your favorite uh that maybe we didn't hear as much about but the one i really liked was it was kind of like an hour-long ted talk with doug chang or it was just him talking about um reliving the phantom menace and doing all the design for it and his experience working with george lucas and going behind the scenes with a lot of the design work of the prequels it was right up my alley really interesting i was surprised they actually streamed it but it was really cool i loved that one that's awesome. I'm glad you got to see the stream of that one. Um, I unfortunately didn't get to see any ones with Doug Chang, I don't think. Um, well, no, the, the 20th anniversary panel, right, Bruce? He was there. Oh, yeah, yeah no, he was there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did go see the um, music of The Phantom Menace, I think we talked about. Um, and that panel was great. I always love hearing David talk about music, um, even oh, though I told I'm so Bruce jealous. Felt, like, That's the, the one I. Head. I'm like I was just about call, to call Christy out for lying because she's like I don't want to go to this panel. <laughs> <laughs> he does a great job of trying to bring it down, but it still sometimes feels like it's too over my head, and I'm not that into music in that way. Yeah, which and I'm a giant music nerd. That's why we've got um, we've got. Uh, Ryan Shore coming up later in the program. Uh, he's the composer of uh, Galaxy of Adventures and uh, Forces of Destiny, and he's actually going to talk a little bit about his compositions. But again, Christy, like that's where I love the the guys who can translate it. He's going to kind of talk about the Rise of Skywalker trailer, but the that uh, the sort of insider musical perspective on like what some of the different music cues that were used in the trailer and explain them. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. But- if they can bring it down to my level, it helps. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I love it. That's one thing I'm really bummed that I missed. I hope like he can post that on his podcast feed. I don't know what the like, you know, copyright or release, you know, whatever rules they have, but we'll see. And the other one I wanted to plug real quick was the ILM Presents Making Solo panel was incredible. Oh, yeah? I, saw so- I saw some tweets about it that it was really good. Yeah, um, actually, it was Rob Brito uh, from ILM that came up and did a whole presentation. It was funny. It felt like uh, instructions on how to be good at your job. <laughs> but he um, basically like broke it down into three big segments. And he was like, you know, if you don't have a good director like we did with Ron Howard, then things don't work. If you don't have a good theme so that everyone understands what they're trying to make, then it doesn't work. And if you don't have teamwork, then it doesn't work. Yeah. Interesting. And I was like, okay, wow. And he shared like behind the scenes photos. They actually had practical sets for the train chase where people are literally on wires walking sideways on a train. No way. Yeah. I shared them on my Instagram. I thought that scene looked pretty, 
intimidating slash realistic. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, and they even showed that uh, they discovered from watching a YouTube video of some guys that created an underwater explosion that that's how they could do the explosion of the mountain in that scene in Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And just blow it up. I missed that panel because I had to get back to my hotel to do, mm, I don't know, Star Wars report. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate it. So I guess that was Friday. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce any ones jump out to you that may not have been that we may not have seen as much about uh, online or on the stream uh, the ones that jump out to me is like the Clone Wars panel that was cool the Vader Immortal VR experience oh, I, I, that's that one really I did cool. so that's one I didn't watch um, yes. fact, you need to watch that because you know it connects to the VR experience we did at what was it Secrets of the Empire Yep, yep. There's, a, the there's a connection, the story connection. Wait, really? Those. So I yes. actually, and I never saw the t- trailer, and I just realized that. Should I watch it now? You need to go look at it. Okay, uh, I'm pulling sure, it up. Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. it's, it's uh, coming up. Uh, I'll actually share the screen with you guys so you can watch it along with me. Um, and we can Ooh, talk about I it. Because I have not seen this yet. So this will be, I, I totally forgot. It just got lost in the mix. So I'm glad you brought that up, Bruce. Let's take a look. It's this Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, episode one trailer okay real life human in star wars universe you've caused us considerable inconvenience in a moment the lord of this monolith will give you a task a word of advice do not anger Vader. Oh. Now that Vader's found you, he's in reach of enormous power. You must escape. is in your hands. Vida is here. You are the one I've been searching for. Do as I command. Some good first person. Version of this plan that doesn't end up with us being dead. First person shots of what it'll be like in the series. Vader Immortal. Episode 1. Fate has chosen you. Ooh, the prequel font there. Notice that, like the old uh, Revenge of the Sith spots? Let's take a look. I just. That's been a while since I saw that. Hmm. A Star Wars VR series. So, how is this going to be distributed? How do you watch this? Like on PlayStation VR? Do they talk about it? Tell me about the panel, Bruce. Uh, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there, too. <laughs> was it? I mean, it, yeah, it's a VR. Like it was. I don't know if it's placed. I, I remember they show it. I think at the beginning of this, like there's a certain VR headset that you get, but I don't remember. Was it? I can tell you more. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I should it on my Instagram as well. It's, okay. Yeah. With Oculus. That's it. Yes. So you have to play it or watch it on the Oculus Quest, and so they're calling it a VR series because there's going to be obviously multiple episodes. Um, 
And so, you know, it's not just one and done. And it's not just a game. They want you to feel like it's a fully immersive thing. Um, so you'll you'll be wearing the VR headset when you play it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I'm I'm pulling up the StarWars.com article that talked a little bit about it, but um, interesting. I I I mean, I'm a thousand percent in. Although I don't know, so do you watch it? What what do you actually watch it on? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Like I guess on, specifically the Oculus. What was it called? Oculus Quest. Oculus Hmm. Let's see. Ocul- which is that out? Uh, see, now I'm just curious. Now I'm just going to the Google machine right now. Ocul- yeah, it says coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. An all-in-one VR action. So, so, so it's really like pushing the. Um, uh, look at that. I pulled up the Oculus website. No PC, no wires, no limits. Oculus Quest is the first all-in-one gaming system built for virtual reality. Okay, so it's specifically for this. I wonder if you could experience the story at Disney at one of the parks or at one of these other ILM X lab or, um, you know, places like that, where if you don't have the Oculus quest or if you have to buy it, just experience the series. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't say when it comes out. And Matt Martin was also on this panel because he helped with the story. Okay. He's a good person to tweet about it. If you have questions too. Okay. Yeah. No, I appreciate Yeah. I'll be, I'll be interested I mean, I love VR. I don't know if um, I, I've only experienced it a little bit here and there, but it does seem to like a really interesting, if not niche, storytelling capability. So that'll be kind of cool. And it looks like based on their other products, it'll probably be about $200, but that that may be the only item that you need. And maybe it's sort of like the, um, like the Wii or something where the headset would read your movements. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, yeah, because I've, I've, the only VR I've experienced is the one at the Disney parks for like Secrets of the Empire and then the uh, HTC Vive. HTC Vive is the one, the other one that I've done. Oh, and then I guess PSVR over at Nathan P. Butler's house once. Um, the and PlayStation VR. Our challenges together, which to me yeah. counts as VR. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Jedi challenges. I, that Darth counts. Maul, remember? Yep, yep. It was a little. It was a little scary. Darth Maul just came charging out of your very kitchen. <laughs> it was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who knew that, that did happen? happen. Yes, <laughs> the Morris kitchen is sparsely populated, Master. Um, <laughs> that, more on the Phantom Menace a little bit later in the program. But um, but all right. So any other any other last things that jumped out, Bruce? Any other panels that you? I mean, well, how did the improv uh, show go? Yeah. Oh, it went really well. I mean, it was on during the same time as the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, but, I mean, half the room was filled. It wasn't as big of a crowd as we had in Orlando, because in Orlando, it was in the evening when there really wasn't anything else going on. This was on in the morning when there was a big panel. Gotcha. But we still had a, a good turnout, and we had a great time, and people seemed to like it, and people came up to me afterwards on the stage saying, where can I follow you on Twitter? And, you know, oh, that was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I think they'll probably do it again next time. Oh, nice. That's that's awesome. Well, hopefully next time I'll be there when, and we can say that, when Star Wars Celebration returns in Anaheim, California, 2020. It's official, people. It's happening. Yes. I will be. I will almost certainly be there this time. Uh, uh, who know? I mean, there's always vari- variables, but it's fairly likely, quite likely, I would say, that I will and be there. There, one other panel I, I almost forgot to mention oh, was mm-hmm. uh, we all attended Star Wars Resistance uh, season two panel. Oh, did they show anything from it? 
they showed the whole first episode of season two. Was it better? <laughs> Sorry. It was. <laughs> That's, yeah, so, people were saying it was better. So, Even the cast were saying, oh, you know, the show got better after halfway through the season. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I heard. Like the back half of season one got a lot better too. I was that trailer was super impressive. I haven't had yeah. a chance to watch it yet because the only way you can do it is buying the whole thing. Like it's not on Netflix or Hulu or anything like that, which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. But you know, hopefully I'll catch it soon when it's on like a, a service that I subscribe to, or if they would rent TV shows, but they don't. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I'm excited. Uh, but. It- yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I was excited to see Donald Faison and Bobby Moynihan. Oh, yeah? Are they stormtroopers? No, uh, Donald Faison voices Hype Faison, the pilot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so every time I hear his name now, I'm like, Hype Faison. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's better than Mart Matten. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? And we all... What's that? In, in, what we... It was in, in uh, Mart Matten in, in Rebels. There's yeah, a character. I remember. Martin. I, that was some eye roll for me. <laughs> Not gonna lie. You weren't in Rebels, were you? No. <laughs> no, I, I just know Christy was fangirling about uh, Josh Gad. I oh, heard yeah? all about that. Yeah. Even though he was yeah. a jerk to M- Matt Martin? <laughs> this is before that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that whole panel, so I didn't realize that, so I felt really bad. He was, it was a bit. Like, he wasn't, it wasn't like nasty, but it was kind of a bit of him like playing up the spoiled celebrity. Uh, mm-hmm. and I thought it was funny to be honest. Um, Matt, Matt, Matt's Matt is just such a kind, like soft-spoken, good person. Like it's just, I would feel so bad for him. <laughs> it was, it was funny. Yes, I would feel bad too. Yes, but it was yeah. nice. But Matt Martin's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, you know what, guys? I, I think we got. Is if there's nothing else we mentioned, we got a little bit of time for Boba's bounty. Worth a lot to me. As you wish. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Every week we talk about something that we have done, enjoyed, watched, listened to, or participated in in the world of Star Wars fandom. And uh, if I may do the honors, I'll kick us off with Boba's Bounty this week. So I'm watching the prequels with my girlfriend. Uh, it's, it's an interesting experience. I just love the fact that you have a girlfriend. <laughs> okay, all right. Me too. All right. <laughs> Thanks, so guys. You did it. Well done. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> no, but I, so she hasn't ever seen, well, she'd seen Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith when, when they came out. She's about the right age, went and saw them with her sisters and stuff. But like, she never saw The Phantom Menace, and she saw the original trilogy growing up. Um, and has seen The Force Awakens. So that's where she's come to. Like she's seen the movie, enjoyed them growing up, doesn't really know the mythology or anything like that, uh, which is fine. It's a great opportunity because one of my favorite things to do as I'm rediscovering is to watch the Star Wars movies with someone who hasn't seen them yeah. and getting to relive that experience. It's the primary reason I want to have kids someday. So, I mean, that's right. That's why you do no, it. Right? I agree with you because so. that's how I felt when I had kids. I was like wanting to see how they would react to the Star Wars movies. You know, mm-hmm. just right after you hold your baby for the first time and you're like, this is the greatest moment of my life, except for maybe the time that I'm going to show you Star Wars. So, so I'm, I'm, so we, we watched, um, she had seen it before and vaguely remembered it. So just for time's sake at the time, we watched over the course of a week, a couple of weeks ago, um, 
Empire and Jedi. Uh, and then uh, she wanted to go back. She's like, I actually want to know. I want to see. She wants to see all the movies before we go to Galaxy's Edge. She'll be going with us there. So um, uh, she's like, I want to go back and see the prequels. I'm like, are you sure we don't? We can go straight into the Disney movies, like, and then we'll go back and watch the prequels later. And she know she insisted that she wanted to watch the prequels. So we uh, fire up the Phantom Menace, and then, and we just finished it last night, and it, it, she loved it. But not only did she like really enjoy the movie, she enjoyed it considerably more. And, and told me so than, than watching Empire Jedi. And, she, and I was like, really? I was very surprised. But she thought, primarily, she thought Jar Jar was hilarious. She liked the action. And then she was intrigued by all the setup that she didn't understand. So she, doesn't, she didn't make the connection of who Palpatine was until the very end of the movie. She's like, wait a second. You know, right? like when it dramatically pans, you know, which was killed, the master, the apprentice, dramatically pans over to Palpatine, and she's like, wait a second. But she doesn't know. And at the beginning of the movie, she doesn't, hasn't really put together, because she hadn't seen A New Hope in a long time, like, who Anakin was, or that the fact that, you know, Qui-Gon wasn't going to be his master, and that she didn't know Qui-Gon was going to die. That was a shock. She didn't know. There's a lot of stuff that she just that you just pick up or know going into The Phantom Menace, that if you don't, it becomes a much more intriguing and twisty-turny film. If you don't know all that stuff going in. So uh, all of those were surprises to her. Uh, who Padme would... She's like, she's got to fall for somebody. Talking about Padme. But and I was like, yes, she does. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> little boy. <laughs> so, it was, it, and it was most of the way through the scene. It's like, I care for you too. And she kind of looked over at me weirdly. And she's like, no, wait, real, wait, wait. <laughs> she's like, she's not going for Obi-Wan. Oh, and also Ewan McGregor's super cute. That's the other big takeaway. <laughs> Ewan McGregor, 1999. <laughs> so, um, um, I was like, I, I couldn't compete with Ewan McGregor now, much less Ewan McGregor in, in 99. So we finished it, and she enjoyed it so much, she, we went straight into Attack of the Clones, watched like the first 20 minutes or so before we had to turn it off, and that's what, literally, I got a text from her saying, I'm looking forward to continuing Attack of the Clones. So, like, Yay. I don't know why I'm still doing this podcast. I got a movie to watch. Um, <laughs> so that was that uh it was a great time uh bruce uh you want to hit us up with your boba's bounty my gosh didn't we just cover the whole show was my boba's bounty I mean, gonna, celebration like i don't know what i've done outside of that but i'll just say that uh at galaxy's edge that panel i did get you know they revealed that the coca-cola products will be in arabish in the park and look like they're in universe and they gave us all <clears throat> excuse me a t-shirt so it's the red t-shirt with the coca-cola logo but it's in arabish instead nice so we got the coca-cola arabish t-shirt and the flu from star wars celebration and the flu and, and the many f- many 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 posters you know after a lot of these big panels they would give us posters and i'm used to this prior celebrations the last three where i came home with maybe one poster from the big panel yeah this one was the episode nine poster nothing we got no poster we got nothing but every Mm. other panel after that make sure you get your poster i've got so many posters i need to buy a wall because there's just (laughs) so many of them buy a wall for Go to Michael's craft store. They have discounts on frames. There you go. <laughs> Christy, how about you? Did you pick up anything sweet at Celebration? What's your Boba's Bounty this week? So my Boba's Bounty um, is both an experience and something I picked up. Okay. Um, we actually went for the first time ever to PfeifferCon. Oh, oh no yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. So our first night in Chicago was actually in Gurney, Illinois, to go to Eric Pfeiffer's house and see his collection. 
Um, and then we got to have like a camp out with um, him and his girlfriend, Amanda, and um, another fan, Bree, uh, and their friend, Daniel. And it was incredible. I mean, first of all, just to get a tour of everything he has, because he's trying to design his home kind of like Rancho Obi-Wan, because he and Steve Sansweet are friends. Okay. So it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. He has a booklet. Oh, wow. You everything that's in his house. Dang. Um, yeah. So I still haven't seen it all probably. But uh, I mean like store displays and everything. He had the like makeup that came out on display. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. So And uh, we wait, got a t-shirt. So, so is this like through his whole house or is this like a yeah. displayed in a barn or no, that's his whole house that he also lives in. Wow. You know, so, <laughs> upstairs, main floor, and finished basement. I couldn't do it. Not going to lie. I don't think I could do it. It sounds, great. It sounds amazing. It's too much dusting. <laughs> Get that too. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I'm, I might have, so I might, I, I'm trying to think of like when I actually have a, uh, uh, like my own apartment, which I will actually now in a few weeks as I'm getting ready to, to get out to South Carolina, uh, my next duty assignment. So I, I have the opportunity to really Star Wars. I'll have a lot more real estate to Star Wars up, but I don't. I I don't know that I could go full house. Um, but man, that sounds amazing. So it's, is it like it's got to be pretty big? Oh yeah, I mean like the finished basement. There's a whole section where it looks like a retail store because there are clothing racks to yeah. show off the t-shirts. <laughs> Dang. He's got like the, you know, one whole wall covered with pegs and all the figures are hanging from pegs. I, I, I can't imagine. I see. And th- I, listen, as the I'll guy send who you pictures, I podcast every week about Star Wars and I can't imagine ever that. Long. But, you know, the collecting isn't as much my thing. I do want to see it, though. I kind of want to send me pictures. I'm fat. You know, I'm, the collecting isn't your thing and it isn't mine either because I didn't buy a single thing at Celebration. The okay. only thing I bought was food. Oh, really? Yeah, I never bought a single item. Money oh, well I invested. I buy two things, both from her universe. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I think. Um, well, the thing is now that I actually have a more regular. This will be the next celebration. Will be the first celebration that I'll have gone to as like a real adult with like a government salary. So I'll actually have probably a little <laughs> bit more money to spend. But I don't know that I. I'll, you know, I'll probably get maybe a few things. But yeah, you no, that's awesome. Well, oh, what's up? You bringing your lady? Uh, so probably actual if conversation still together. So, <laughs> <Whoa. know. laughs> wow. Um, so here's the conversation that actually happened. So that weekend we were both here, but I was kind of, I was a little MIA boyfriend that weekend because it's Star Wars. I'm watching the live stream and stuff, but she's super understanding. She knows like I'm doing shows every night. Uh, she just plans some stuff with, with the girlfriends. She's very supportive and awesome. But at the end of the weekend, like on Sunday, um, after I like watched the Mandalorian trailer live and she, she would catch a lot of the live stream and see what celebrations all about in the arena full of star Wars fans. And she would like catch the panels where they're going really in depth on the clone wars and, and, an actual quote to me. She was like, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to galaxy's edge and I can't wait to finish watching the movies with you. But I think in the future star Wars celebration might, might have to be girls weekend. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah. I think, and, and you know, that's fair. That's fair. I don't think it's it's quite as it's much her thing. Because, like, it would be, I mean, she would enjoy it, but it would be a lot of, like... 
It'd be too much. It would be too much. I, I mean, it would be like trying to drag me to. I tried. What would be a good comparison? If you tried to take me to an anime convention for the whole weekend, and it's something you're not really uh, know a lot about already, and everything, yeah. and they're going so in depth, and so you're like, oh, what I is think this? it's it's gonna be the kind of thing where she, I think she'd enjoy maybe going out to Dragon Con or some or New York Comic Con or something like when we do those, and it's a little bit more or like D twenty three for Disney, but like all Star Wars five days, big panels, long lines, shows. You know, she wouldn't get to, to, to see me that much other than like just Star Wars <laughs> mode. Um, so you know, I I have to say though. Uh, that's solid communication right there of like understanding what would work well as a couple. You <laughs> came yeah. to that understanding this weekend. Um, so yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But um, I well, got you. Uh, so I, I tell you what, guys. Uh, what we'll do right now is uh, tell people where uh, they can find you. Stick around, guys. We're going to be talking to Ryan Shore in just a minute, talking all things Star Wars music, but. That's going to bring a close to the Star Wars Celebration segment. Uh, Christy, let's start with you. Where can folks find you online? Sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bespin Bell, B-E-L-L-E. And uh, I'm also on Facebook. And I co-host a show uh, once, a, once a week with my friend Matt Rushing called The 602 Club. Uh, so you can find that at Trek FM on Twitter as well. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. At Bespin Bell. And then, of course, Bruce. We have a fashion of five uh, of Christie's that we need to do sometime soon. Too, oh, that's so. true. That's yeah. true. With that, yes. let's do it. Let's do it after the 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 Ryan uh, Shore segment. How's that sound? Perfect. Let's do it. So stick okay. around for those two segments, guys. Don't go away. But Bruce, also, I know uh, you're going to close out for now on the show. So let people know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, go on Twitter. I'm at Admiral underscore Rex. I'm on Instagram is just Admiral Rex. And uh, yeah, I'm on Trek FM also with literary tracks. So check that out. And live from the edge. Yes, yes. Follow and of course follow at Star Wars Report to catch all of the viral tweets from Bruce Gibson. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, guys. Thanks so much as always. Stick around, guys. We got more of the show coming right up after this. And we've got composer Ryan Shore. He's a uh, Star Wars fans. You probably know him if you've seen uh, Galaxy of Adventures or Forces of Destiny. And uh, we're really excited to have you, Ryan, on the Star Wars Report podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be with you, Riley. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just was interested, and I, I, I teased it earlier on the show, about talking um, uh, getting some of your uh, musical nerdery analysis of the Rise of Skywalker trailer, which I think will be fun because that's something that we haven't really talked about. But before we get into that, uh, talk a little bit about your background as maybe a Star Wars fan. What's your history with the franchise, and how on earth did you get to uh, where you're actually composing music in that galaxy far, far away? Well, my background is um, I've been a musician since the age of 11, and I started out on saxophone and clarinet, flute, and piano. And I went to Berkeley College of Music to study film scoring. And I got really into the writing side of things because when I started out, I was mostly just playing the instruments. And I, there were just so many other sounds I wanted to explore, like different types of ensembles and music that wouldn't necessarily have a saxophone in it. So that's really when I started getting into composing was just out of the... Um, you know, the interest of exploring so many different styles of music. And um, 
specifically how I got into Star Wars was through a company called Ghostbot, who is an animation studio, and they were the animation studio on Star Wars Force of the Destiny. And they're good friends of mine, and we'd worked together before on some other projects, non-Lucasfilm projects. And when they signed on to do Forces of Destiny, they recommended me to Lucasfilm. It was funny because they uh, were not able to tell me anything about the series. They were not able to oh, say yeah. Star Wars. You know, they just said, we're working on something. I think they did say it was Lucasfilm. But they said, we're working on something for Lucasfilm, but we really can't tell you anything at all about it. Would you be interested in being recommended? And I said, of course, I would love that. And... Um, so they asked me to put together some music, and I sent it over so they could hear it, and I had a conversation with one of the producers of the series, and shortly after that, they asked me if I would score it. And so when I finally found out it was Star Wars, I was <laughs> jumping up and down in yep. my studio, and I couldn't believe it. Um, so that's how I got involved with Lucasfilm was through them, and then after Forces of Destiny, um, then Lucasfilm asked me if, I, if Lucasfilm asked if I would score Galaxy of Adventures and Galaxy of Adventures Fun Facts, which is an adjacent series to Galaxy of Adventures. Yeah, which so I'm actually sco- scoring both of those. Yeah, which is awesome. In fact, it appears on the um, the uh, new brand new. Uh, I think it was like last year. Lucasfilm started up their this Star Wars Kids YouTube channel, which I thought was a really cool idea, and with all this original content that's re- geared towards kids. And I, I didn't even realize how much I, I hadn't seen it until I was watching some of the clips today. Uh, how fun! the galaxy of adventure clips are um, because it's like a slightly maybe alternate take of some of the moments that we know and love from the movies, just in animated form. And sometimes there'll be a little bit of extra dialogue or looks, or maybe a little more emphasis on certain characters. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but, but I actually, I, I loaded rather than just talking about it, I loaded up the clips uh, starting with forces of destiny. Uh, This is the opening theme uh, by Ryan Shore. Take a listen. The choices we make. The actions we take, moments, both big and small, shape us into forces of destiny. And there it is, the opening of Forces of Destiny. So when you're trying to go for, and it, it just sounds very Star Wars-y, but I don't know what that means musically. So like when you're approaching, especially for maybe a, a lead title sequence or something like that, uh, Ryan, walk us through the process of like what it's like to compose music for Star Wars. Well, that was one of the first pieces that I composed for Forces of Destiny. Before I even began scoring the series, we started with uh, that main title. And the series is is focused on all of the uh, female heroines of the Star Wars universe. And so they wanted a theme that would be evocative, perhaps, of some of those characters, which are so wide-ranging, of course. Um, But one of the approaches that I took with that one, and something that I really admire that uh, John Williams does, um, at times when he does it, is he'll compose melodies that have really wide intervals in them. And to me, it it makes it very evocative when when you have wider intervals, It, it... it makes it sound more yearning or more emotional. And so that was one of the things I thought about when I was writing that, that melody. Um, and then the other is harmony, of course. And uh, John Williams is a master <laughs> of harmony. And so I listened to a lot of the themes that, that he's composed. I already knew them you know, from Star Wars. And um, 
and just thought about how I might treat this one. So I, I introduced a little bit of, of harmony um, that hopefully has a little bit of uh, – I'm trying to remember exactly what it was since I, I did it some time ago. But um, maybe there's like a, a four minor six chord in there. Um, so you just sort of sort of get some notes that aren't in the major scale um, to, to create a little tension. And, and um, I actually composed a number of different options. And then that was one of the ones that I sent over. And they responded to it right away. And then that became the main title. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it does. like uh, it, Now that you say it, I, when the second you said like wide intervals, I think of Princess Leia's theme as the first one that jumps to mind. That's kind of like that. Um, I love that you said that because that was something that I discussed with Lucasfilm, um, specifically Leia's theme, um, because the series focuses on all, all the female um, heroines. That was one of the, the themes that, that I, I delved back into in order to find some inspiration. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, you have the the bad guys. And jumping to Galaxy of Adventures, I've got a little clip here from the episode Darth Vader versus the Rebel Fleet. This is not actually from one of the movies directly. I mean, kind of, but it's it's literally just Darth Vader wiping out a bunch of rebels and kicking butt while doing it. You're going to hear a lot of X-wing chatter, but listen to the action in the background, and then at the very end, I'm sure you guys will recognize the theme. There it is, right there. A little, uh, <laughs> little hint of something very familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's been such a, a, a enjoyable series to score, Galaxy of Adventures, because the basic premise of the series is to uh, introduce newer generations to the world of Star Wars, and so what we have done in in many of the episodes is. Um, in a way, recreating scenes from, from the films, but, but we don't always recreate scenes verbatim. Yeah. You know, where it's shot for shot. So, as you had mentioned uh, uh, earlier when we were chatting, that you're noticing some John Williams music, and that is absolutely the directive that, that, that we're using on that series. Since many of the scenes are from the films, then we do our best to um, utilize John's music and but it doesn't always necessarily fit in the same way because mm-hmm. the, the, the shots might be a little different in timing and so I will do my best to utilize his recording sometimes through creative editorial and then I'll compose my own music um, before it after it in support of it in between so that hopefully it all sounds like one continuous score and you're not able to determine, you know, what came from, you know, um, one of the films versus what is new. Yeah. And I actually work really hard sometimes to match the quality of the recordings because, um, you know, those earlier recordings were from the 1970s and early eighties. Um, so I'll sometimes make adjustments to my own new music. So it hopefully sounds like it's all cut from that same cloth not only compositionally, but from a producing standpoint. 
Um, and then there are some episodes where um, we're not necessarily recreating something from uh, from the films. Um, and then I, I'm able to sort of take my own fresh approach to how I, how I'd score something. And, um, uh, and that's a lot of fun too. And in, in a way it's more similar to what I was doing on forces of destiny because all yeah. of those scores were completely from scratch, except for when I'm able to quote John Williams themes. Interesting. And it's cause you don't have a lot of room. Like each of these are about 90 seconds. So, um, and they are all very heavily musical though. So you have that sort of 90 seconds to sort of, I guess, kind of remix John Williams in a way that pays tribute to, but also fills in uh, the gaps. I, I absolutely, mm-hmm. and I can't believe I hadn't seen, honestly, I hadn't watched any of these all the way through until the recent Star Wars celebration. And they were playing them as kind of buffer clips in between the live stream. And I, they were thoroughly entertaining. In fact, like my favorite one is probably the, the Luke Skywalker versus Emperor Palpatine, the rise to evil, which kind of chronicles mm-hmm. Palpatine's like rise to power. Uh, through through the decades and it's just it's just a really interesting take that it just literally intercuts the scene in return of the jedi as they're confronting as he's confronting palpatine uh with a bunch of clips from the prequels mm-hmm. yeah i love what 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 everyone's been doing on this series i i had mentioned how i'm able to utilize some of john williams original recordings and i know that they're doing similar things in other aspects of sound for the for the show as well where they're trying to utilize the original cast recordings for dialogue when they can, and sometimes um, original sound effects as well. Um, so I, I love that you're checking it out and um, and, and noticing you know all these details that we're putting into it because that's that's why we do it. You know, we we work really hard to put all all these details into it, and I love that you're noticing it. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, it's it's I highly recommend it if you haven't checked it out. Which, and I think a lot of people have. This is sort of like a best kept secret that like a, a lot of Star Wars fans I know haven't heard of the the channel and stuff. And it's it's free right there. And if you have kids, it's the perfect place to to kind of introduce them to Star Wars or put on put on some uh, Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. um, and kind of tailor fit for like these are short clips, so it's not a, a big attention span thing either, which is nice. Yeah. And it- and it's funny you mentioned about the length because that's always something that I'm thinking about, which is, um, you know, the scenes are so, you know, iconic and they're so, you know, rich in content. There's so many things to comment on musically, but as you pointed out, they're short, and so that in and of itself sort of presents a, a unique challenge, which is how do you make it feel like you're sort of, you know, jump right into this, you know, a moment, and you're yeah. already immediately in it and and hopefully it's very exciting if that's what the scene is but then it ends sort of abruptly and so i'm always thinking about how can we make this feel as best we can like one self-contained um cohesive Mm. moment or statement so that we don't feel like hey i was just in it and then it ended so um so it's a challenge sometimes because sometimes the music gets very large and, and epic and grand. And then meanwhile, like seconds later, like we're, we're ending that episode. Yeah. So it's always something I'm thinking about. No, it's awesome. Man, I, I really appreciate it. We will link uh, the Star Wars Kids uh, YouTube channel right in, in the episode description on StarWarsReport.com. So make sure you check that out. But, um, but Ryan, I, I've been talking about it. I, before I let you go, I, can, I, can I trouble your expertise as someone who's worked on – uh, Star Wars in a composing uh, manner, in a composing fashion. 
get your take on the Rise of Skywalker trailer. I know we, we were talking just before the show, and, and I, I know you haven't seen it very many times. Right. But I'm gonna play. I'm just gonna play the last oh, uh-huh. about a little over a minute here. Right. Uh, and 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 you listening along. You listening uh, on your on, on the commute on your headphones if you're out running. Just take a listen to the trailer because I know we've all watched it a million times and gone screen screen grab by screen grab. But listen to the music, and I think we'll we'll peel back maybe a few additional layers that we haven't caught yet. Uh, take a listen. But this is your fight. Extended hold. I still have this like um, <laughs> this this huge grin on my face watching it every time. Uh, I'm a fan. I, I I love the trailer for so many reasons, but even just like this is the first time I'm wearing it with like my nice studio monitoring headphones cranked up. So I hope I didn't blast your ears out, Brian. I'm sorry if I did. <laughs> Not at all. Um, okay, so there's a lot. There's there's a bit there. Not a lot to go on, which I like. It was a fairly simple musical you have it it the the slow build and then boom princess leia's theme (laughs) which she's only in one shot of the trailer but i think that really i mean it tells us a lot about the film that they've really gone out of their way to keep this princess leia's film in the way that the force awakens kind of was han solo it was his big moment and then last jedi was was luke skywalker's and then episode nine uh, Princess Leia's. So it, I just love the way it seemed. And, and and you might know this more than I would, Ryan. When you're listening to it and you hear like the Princess Leia scene, but it's so full. Like I don't know how to describe it. Is that like the mix? Do you think they re-recorded it? Or what? It's hard to say. Yeah, good question. It's certainly. I mean, the Princess Leia's theme uh, is has a number of different treatments. You know, throughout the films. Um, when I think of of it. Um, you know, sometimes I think of like the flute melody or, or, or other, you know, melody choice instruments. Um, I'm sure this is a, a reorchestration because it, it did sound really full and beautiful. Um, when, when I hear this, um, well, I should say, I, I've obviously not seen the film, so yeah. I'm in the same uh, boat that, that you are. Yeah. Um, and when I hear that, when I watch this trailer and hear the music, 
it just stirs up in such a great way, like every feeling that I have when I um, watched all the original films, you know, when they yeah. first came out. I, I grew up watching the films um, and rewatching the films. And then when, when the trailers would come out for them, I'd be on the edge of my seat, you know, listening and always feeling like, wow, you know, there's just an entire incredible adventure ahead of us and, you know, with great anticipation. So I would say that my overall feelings when I saw that trailer was all of that. It just yeah. made me feel like a kid and uh, it just looked epic. I, I can't wait. And the fact that it's, it's you know, the third of the, tri- you know, the mm. ninth of the trilogy of trilogies. Yeah. Um, oh man. Well, and there's I, all I kinds can't. of, yeah, I, I mean, it is, it's, there's all kinds of speculation as to like what the rise of Skywalker means, but I mean, I don't know if it means this, but the fact that they chose to use Princess Leia's theme, like it's, it's just a nice reminder that, Hey, Leia is a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's, that's going to be a really nice, I, I think it really, it, there's, it's not an accident that they chose it. And it's really cool to see the, the, they had the sort of interesting build after it that really just kind of. It flowed from Princess Leia's theme into like, and again, I pardon my lack of 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 musical uh, knowledge in terms of terminology, but uh, my vo- musical vocabulary is a little limited. But it's like a, it's a build up the ladder, um, like the scene right right. It's right here. Using that same orchestration just to build it. But same kind of flavor uh, as Princess Leia's theme, and then of course just that little hint of the Death Star, and <laughs> so take a quick listen right here. Bum, 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 bum. So now it's still in a major key, but yes. but the notes buried in there. It's the Diasire notes. So. It's kind of it's it's quoted a lot. It's in Star Wars, in fact. Like I'm trying to remember, is in Revenge of the Sith. John Williams used it a few times. Um, dun 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 dun. It's like a a, a halted version of of the DSUA music. And mm-hmm. so if you listen uh, now, it's disguised well because it's still in a major key, so you don't really notice it. But like as a as a music nerd, I can't help but wonder. It's it's, it's somebody's gonna die. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Someone's gonna die. That's my. Um. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, in I, I think someone dies in every. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, like also big surprise in Star Wars movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it specifically means in, in relation to the ninth film, yeah. I I have I don't know, and I can't wait to find out. Yeah, no, I I, I can't either. I can't either. I can't either. Well, Ryan, I I appreciate you uh, uh, tagging along with me for that. I was that was a lot of fun. It's like I love the music of Star Wars. I li- I listen. I I grew up listening to the soundtracks um, because my older siblings would be playing them um, long before I ever uh, saw the movies. Uh, So it's just, I I absolutely love uh, film score and uh, John Williams and Star Wars music. And so it's just great to talk to somebody who's actually contributed to this world. So Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the Star Wars Report uh, podcast. Any any place you would like to send our listeners if they'd like to check out maybe more of your music or uh, where to find you online? Well, um, by the way, thank you on all the above, and it's a thrill to be on your show, and um, awesome to hear about your background with Star Wars as well, which you know reminds me of mine, you know, of just growing up around it and being excited by it. Um, I would definitely love to point um, listeners, of course, towards the 
the Star Wars YouTube channel, the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel, where all of this music uh, can be heard. Um, and then my own website is ryanshore.com, and there's more information about me there. Um, and I'm just so excited that people are, are listening to this and, and, uh, and appreciating what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Ryanshore.com, uh, R-Y-A-N, not the other Ryan involved in Star Wars. That is correct. Um, R-Y-A-N, at Ryan Shore on Twitter. We'll have the links to everything in the show notes for this episode, but Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Riley. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All righty. This is the Star Wars Report Podcast. John Williams is the man. You better believe it. And a big thanks to Ryan for coming on the Star Wars Report Podcast. Had a great time with him. But now it's time for this week's... We're going to have to take a little bit of a turn here, but this week's fashion in five. Let's bring her in right now. Welcome back to the program. The one and only. Wow, this is like real hype music. This is like a, <laughs> this is like it's pro wrestling. The one and only host of Aggressive Negotiation. No. Um, <clears throat> no. What? It, no. Uh, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast by Matt Rushing. Host of uh, the 602 Club. There it is. Christy Morris. I'm going to stop. I'm being, it, it, It's being too much. I've been recording a lot tonight. It's been a lot. Weighing in at 110 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... There she is. <laughs> thank you for the hype i appreciate it all i thought of just now is um has nothing to do with star wars but it, uh, all i remembered is the a bit that i saw a comedian do on like what if presidential debates were announced and and hyped like wrestling events so like back in the days of like uh of the republican primaries of like uh, especially all the big guys the chris christie Okay, I'm going to stop. No real-world politics, but it was funny. Um, but hey, here to talk not about pro wrestling or real-world politics or Star Wars music or Star Wars celebration. She's here to talk about Star Wars fashion, and I've done single-handedly the worst intro that I think you've ever had in a podcast, but welcome back to the program, Christy Morris. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually really excited. There's a lot of fashion news right now, as I thought there might be after Star Wars celebration. So... Like I said, we'll always try to do this in five minutes. So Let's do one, it. Two, three, go. And the timer's on. Hey. This is Christy Morris, your correspondent with your monthly Fashion in Five, where every month I'll give you the rundown on what's new with men's and women's Star Wars fashion. So this time I'm following up, of course, after Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, and we did get several exciting shots of the costumes to come in Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So I don't know if you saw all of the stills of the main cast. I but saw the hood. You did. Mm-hmm. That's that's my like my big takeaway. Ray has a hood. People are excited yeah. about it. The colors are a little different. She's wearing more white this time. Um, and then Billy D. Williams, of course, returning as Lando Calrissian. We're all very excited about that. Mm. But maybe um, slightly controversial that he's reverting back to the Donald uh, Glover version of the costume. I've heard some. I've heard some complaints. Gold to me than like canary yellow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I think they're different, even though the style is, you know, I mean, it's still Lando. It's got to look similar. Yeah, no, that's true. Very silky as well it should be. Yes. 
And uh, and then we're getting a new character, Jana. So I'm really excited to see what she's like. Her costume looked uh, like maybe she's part of the resistance. So I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that uh, concept picture. It's uh, Naomi Aki's character. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. She was wearing a really nice attire, by the way, during her panel on episode nine at Celebration. It was like entirely pink with a cape. I loved it. Anyway, um, also uh, April 11th, during Star Wars Celebration, her universe debuted their new Sisters of the Force collection. Uh, So it started selling at Celebration alone and then was posted online for sale as well during Celebration. Uh, And the Ahsoka Tano unisex long sleeve sold out like hotcakes. Oh, yeah? Our friend Matt Rushing got one. It's, like I said, unisex, so men and women can wear it. Um, and it says Tano on the front in blue. Um, the shirt is white, and then it has orange on the sleeves as well. Oh, I saw that. Like that's the one that um, the the hosts were wearing all the time, right? The one that yeah, Ashley wore yeah. it a lot, and, it, and in the advertising she did. Yeah, and then I think uh, it, like Anthony Carboni and and what's her face were wearing it on the live stream all the time. Ah, uh, oh, and um, Andy Gutierrez. I don't know why Andy I blanked Gutierrez. on her name. Yeah. Which, who I got to meet, by the way. Oh, nice. I got to meet D. Goots. That's awesome. So I got a selfie with her. It's on Instagram. Um, so also part of that collection, those Sisters of the Force, there was a Leia cape coat for women uh, designed from The Last Jedi. Uh, there's an Ahsoka unisex windbreaker, which I am wearing right now. Uh, it's gray and has Ahsoka's um, blue and white on the hood. Um, and then there's also an Admiral Holdo dress, a Rose Tico jacket, there was a Padme Lake dress and hoodie, which people were just dying over. Um, and then I also got the Hera unisex pullover, um, which is like a Hera Syndulla green um, design, and it's a, like a sweatshirt. Is this the first time her universe has had this many like unisex options? Yes. That's what I keep hearing. I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah, it's, I think it's great because, I, you know, there was a lot of men's stuff before. And so I know she was originally focusing more on bringing more women's stuff to market for Star Wars. But now she's like, you know, I really want to make sure everybody's still included. I don't want guys to feel like they're supposed to be left out now. Yeah, no, that, that well, and, and like we had options, but like her universe has become such a juggernaut that now we're getting jealous of all the awesome fashion, which is quite <laughs> a turnaround. And it's a credit to uh, Ashley. Yeah. Well, and it was funny because I was at a train station in Chicago and we ran into a Japanese family and uh, their son was wearing the windbreaker at the same time as me. And so we got a picture together. Oh, that's adorable. And they didn't speak any English, but we both laughed and pointed at each other and took a picture. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. Uh, and then my last big piece of news is a uh, sustainable shoe company, Pozu. Oh, yes. We love them. Yep. They've got three new sneaker designs two low tops that are a BB-8 sneaker and an X-Wing sneaker. Uh, BB-8 is orange and white. The X-Wing sneaker is red and white. Um, and those are retailing online now at $78 uh, about or 59 pounds. Um, and then the Rebel high top sneaker in silver is available for pre-orders now. And it's about $100 or 75 Ooh. pounds. The Rebel high... Oh, nice. Pose it like I've seen them at New York Comic Con and stuff, and they they always have amazing shoes, and they're they're, man, they're pricey but beautiful. And oh. I'll tell you though, they're worth it because they're made well. They're high quality, 
they're going to yeah. last a long time. And they actually go by foot measurement, not just standard sizes. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's that's awesome. So so a lot of stuff. So a lot of uh, announcements from Celebration. If people wanted to like track what's happening in the world of Star Wars fashion, like where could they go, Christy? To, to be figuring out like when these things come out, see the pictures, especially like the new Pozu stuff or her universe. Yeah, so uh, I'll definitely say you need to go to heruniverse.com for mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, po-zuzu.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pozu. You can also follow me, of course, on Instagram. I was going to say, I feel like the one best place to find all of this is Instagram at uh, Bespin Bell. Yes. I'm just hazarding a guess. I was. I said, you know what? I set you right up to do the shameless plug, and you did the. Be- you were the better person, Christy. Well done. And actually, big news as well. A lot of this news I got from our friends with Fanta Tracks. Oh yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, they've asked me to join another podcast they're doing called Planet Leia. So soon I will be part of the Fanta Tracks team as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, check uh, check out all the content they've got over at Fanta Tracks. I know they did a ton of great celebration coverage as well. So make sure you check yeah. that out. Uh, as And once again, yeah, Christy, thanks so much for uh, coming on and talking about the latest and greatest in the world of fashion. Until next time, folks, it has been a Star Wars Report podcast. Hey, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Patreon. It's super easy. Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where we post our weekly Rogue transmissions. We have three of them, all from last weekend, as bonus content for Star Wars Celebration as we were commenting on it. Uh, so you can check out those bonus recordings and get access to every episode we've ever posted. Uh, at each level, we have a special reward for you. Check them out at patreon.com slash Report. And, of course, the email is the same as it's always been, Report at gmail.com. Oh, and then I almost forgot iTunes. Uh, leave us those iTunes reviews. Uh starwarsreport.com slash iTunes and we got we got a great some great iTunes reviews recently and we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate it it always helps get the word out about the show and um, I would be remiss uh, Christy if I didn't mention uh, David he emailed us um, last week and we it got lost amongst all of the uh, celebration coverage but he emailed us uh, this email comes from David glad I found the Star Wars Report podcast says I, I've really uh, grown in my Star Wars fandom over the past few years specifically with the Star Wars books that have been released uh, it's grabbed my attention and won't let go especially the Thrawn book and the older Knights of the Re- Old Republic books and I recently enjoyed the episodes where you guys commented on The Last Jedi and I was glad to hear fair criticisms of the art presented in a positive way I just wanted to say that uh, thanks for the good times and wanted to predict predict how episode 9 will set up the return of a larger Sith Empire like during the Darth Bane time uh, slash you know Republic era uh, it would be a blast to see the two sides go at it forward I- in full strength and also hoping for an old Republic movie from the Game of Thrones guys we'll see good luck and may the force be with you this is from David uh, Sweeney thanks for emailing us Davis and thanks for listening to the show you can email us again starwarsreport at gmail.com and uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast I have a lot jammed into one episode guys but uh, appreciate you sticking with us And as always, until next time, may the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast.
beep a doodle up boodly doo. Hey. Woo. <laughs> With longer episode. We're gonna, we're almost an hour and a half. That's a, that's wow. highly unusual for us. It's but, great. But a jammed pack. I feel like it was fast paced though. Jam packed. We had a lot to cover in one I episode. Tried, so. tried to do it quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. That was perfect. Thanks so much, as always. And again, I'm so sorry that we missed it uh, from last time.